Hi everybody, this is Crypto Rich working with you to get rich with crypto. It's Saturday the 20th, no, 20th of July 2017. I'm in the UK, it's sometime late morning and we are starting by looking at a picture of Reggie Middleton in the middle with uh, two officials from the Jamaican Stock Exchange and they're all very very happy and smiling, or at least two of them are and uh, the woman there is holding a memorandum of understanding. Now this photo is taken from a tweet that Reggie put out on June the 30th and this tweet and what he has done since then has been preying on my mind ever since. And what he, he, what he did then was he entered an agreement with Jamaican Stock Exchange to launch a world-class, highly advanced digital asset exchange through its token. I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna simplify what I think that means in this presentation. On the right of that picture, you can see the memorandum of understanding that he came to. And basically, um, well, what I understand is that Veritate, the Veritasium platform will be launched through the Jamaican Stock Exchange for people to transact in, for agents and parties and actors to transact in through the Veritasium platform uh, towards the end of August, beginning of September. And I will link to this tweet before. Um, in the description below the video. So I've been wondering about what will Veritasium do to the D Jamaican Stock Exchange and not just the Jamaican Stock Exchange but the global capital markets and other stock exchanges. Uh, Reggie has said that he's in advanced negotiations with another top 10 stock exchange in the world with regards to some deal, some arrangement with Veritasium. He hasn't said. And in this presentation, I'm going to once again ask, ponder and ruminate, what is the big deal about Veritasium? What makes Veritasium so special? I am also going to make a clumsy analogy between Veritasium and orange juice. I'm warning you in advance. And the next warning is do not be taken in by offers of freshly skewed orange juice that feature in this presentation. Remember, investing in cryptos is a high-risk strategy. Only put in what you are willing to say goodbye to forever. Do your own due diligence. And for all the fruit lovers out there, please note, no fruit was harmed during the making of this presentation. And just so you know, I own Veritasium. I'm still buying Veritasium. I bought some this morning. I'm going to buy some more later on. I'm using my profits from BitConnect to do that. And I really, really want Veritasium to work. This presentation is all my own work. I do not have any financial relationship with Veritasium, the company, or with Mr. Reggie Middleton. And I have never, ever even spoken to Reggie. Ever. Not yet, anyway. I'd like to give a shout out to my subscribers and posters. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Hit the like button if you found this, if you find this info useful and what that does but it helps my video get found by the YouTube search function and I really do appreciate that because it helps the channel to grow. There are affiliate links in the description below uh, to Coinbase, BitConnect, Coin Tracking, Genesis Mining, you can get discounts to all of those. Um, please donate Bitcoin to Run to Rescue. Uh, Run to Rescue are a charity that rescues victims of human trafficking. And uh, I have mentioned in previous videos, I used to be a child protection social worker. So I've got some experience and understanding and empathy for children who experience 
uh, abuse. And I found this charity, Run to Rescue. They're in the United States and they accept Bitcoin donations. And the link will be in the description below. I'm also going to have a link to a earlier video that I did about donating to them and their work. And I did check them out. They're a legitimate charity on the uh, US government register. Uh, please post, comment, ask questions and answer questions. Please, please do that. The more active you are, the bigger difference it makes to me and to others. I learn a lot from your comments and questions and the answers that you give. And remember, keep filling your pockets with crypto profits. Two, three. This is the 2017 Index of Economic Freedom, heritage.org. And uh, if you look here, these are this is the countries which show that it's easy where it's easy to do business you know they respect uh, property rights there's integrity in government there's regulatory efficiency so they're not overburdened by by regulation the markets are open government's not too burdensome and uh, the top three the top three countries that are considered very free oh sorry top five hong kong singapore new zealand switzerland and australia so according to this index, these are the best countries to do business in. And if we scroll down, uh, number 12 is the United Kingdom. Uh, then we have number 17, the United States. Keep going. Number 41, we have Jamaica. Now, it's not at the bottom. It's kind of like in the middle, moderately free. In the moderately free section, keep going down, mostly unfree and uh, the highest mostly unfree countries, Burkina Faso, Cambodia, all the way down, uh, the Maldives at number 157, and then repressed, Mozambique, and right at the very bottom of this category, Venezuela and North Korea. And then these countries aren't ranked, Iraq, Libya, Liechtenstein for some reason, Somalia, Syria, and Yemen. Now, with the exception of uh, Liechtenstein, all the others are being ravaged by conflict, and Somalia hasn't had a government for over 20 years. So, they, so those countries, and probably Liechtenstein, they haven't provided information, or it's not been possible to provide information. So out of a 180 countries that are listed, Jamaica is number 41 in terms of economic freedom. Now, now, there's a relationship, I, I think, between economic freedom and, what was that, that was, oh, this is an article, something that Reggie posted about um, the Memorandum of Understanding. I'll also link to this. He, he said on this day, we succeed in a big way. We have signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the Chairman of the Board and the Managing Director of the Jamaican Stock Exchange to do a rapid build-out of a digital asset exchange via joint venture. This is the most significant announcement in the cryptocurrency space in years. We're looking for a launch date of approximately August the 31st. Okay, let's carry on. This is a, from the World Bank, an overview of Jamaica. And it says that Jamaica isn't, let me make it a little bit larger, is an upper middle income country with the largest population in the English speaking Caribbean. For decades, Jamaica has struggled with low growth, high public debt, and many external shocks that further weaken the economy. Over the last 30 years, real per capita GDP increased at an average of just 1% per year, making Jamaica one of the slowest growing developing countries in the world. Now, again, I will link to this in the description below so you can have a look. That's just to give you a sense of where Jamaica's at. 
this is uh, world GDP trading economics. I think these are 2016 figures. And you know, I said um, countries with the highest economic freedom. At the top, we had Hong Kong, Singapore, Switzerland, Australia, and a little bit lower down. I don't know where we are. Number 18 is Denmark. And then we look at GDP. I don't know why I've highlighted Denmark there, right? But in terms of GDP, which is the amount of money a country earns divided by the number of people in that country. Well, the highest is Monaco, $144,246.37 per person per year. Uh, Liechtenstein, $141,165.08 per year. Now, the, actually, these are December 2010 figures for those two countries. Uh, now, the top Monaco, Liechtenstein, Luxembourg, Norway, Isle of Man, Switzerland, Ireland, Qatar, they all have pretty small populations. There's the United States, December 16, $52,000 per year. Keep going down. United Kingdom, $41,000 per year. New Zealand, $36,800 per year, December 2016 figures. Let's keep going down, down, down. There's Venezuela, $12,793 a year, December 2015. That may have gone down significantly since then. Russia, $11,099, December 16. Let's keep going down till we find Jamaica. There's China, $6,894 in December 2016. And here's Jamaica, $4,796 per year. So that's how much the average person earns. Well, that's the GDP, gross domestic product per, per capita, how much the economy produces per year, per head of population. Keep going down. South Sudan, war-torn country, $745 per year. Somalia, $187 per year GDP in December 2010. Who knows what it is now because the country hasn't had a government for a while, like I said. Corruption. Denmark and New Zealand, the, and, and then below them Finland. Denmark and New Zealand, the least corrupt countries in the world. United Kingdom, I think it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Came in at number 12. This is December 16. United States, still in the top 20, December 2016. Unfortunately, this doesn't give, um, doesn't rank them by number. But here you can see Jamaica with a score of 83. So the higher the score, the more corrupt it is. So the top two countries, Denmark and New Zealand, scored one for corruption. So Jamaica is scores the same as Albania, Bosnia, Herzegovina, and Lesotho. Scores, it's more corrupt than India, according to this index and less corrupt than Mongolia. Let's keep going down. There's Iraq and Venezuela, December 16. And then these countries right at the bottom, Somalia, 176 it scored. South Sudan, North Korea, Syria, Yemen. Now, th now think about this. Which country do you want to do business in? Do you want to do business in Somalia? Or do you, would you rather do business in Denmark? 
Denmark has a um, much higher GDP, people are wealthier, greater degree of literacy, I think, although I haven't checked for that, but less corruption. A lot more regulation, but less corruption. So there's less graft to pay in Somalia. If you were going to buy financial products, would you want to go to the Somali stock exchange or the Danish stock exchange? And by the way, this is not to denigrate Somalis or people from South Sudan or North Korea. I mean, would you want to would you want to do deals in North Korea? You'd have to pay off Lord knows how many uh, government officials and bribes and backhanders. Or would you prefer to do large financial transactions in Denmark or New Zealand or Finland? I think the answer is, certainly for me anyway, it'd be the least corrupt countries. We all want to do, we all want to work with, in less corrupt situations because we know what we're getting. Agreements are honored and they're straight and they're upfront and there's a greater degree of transparency. Now, what has all this got to do with Veritasium? Well, I'm going to argue that Veritasium is going to bring a high degree of transparency to the Jamaican Stock Exchange. It's going to lower the potential for fraud and corruption and risk, and it's going to draw money into the Jamaican Stock Exchange. And what's going to happen is that Jamaica, I can't do this special effect that I need to do here, but the Jama Jamaica is going to move up the ranking. This number, 83, certainly for the Stock Exchange, it's going to be less and less corrupt. And that there's financial virtue in being less corrupt. There's financial virtue in conducting business with integrity. And that's going to be my argument here. Now, to make this argument further, what we're going to do is we're going to have some orange juice. Here we are. Nice glass of orange juice, but before you can have the orange juice, you have to make the orange juice. And this is what making orange juice looks like. You grow the oranges, you, they go to a factory, made in a factory, and then the factory squeezes and presses the juice, the fruit, and makes the orange juice. But it's all hidden away. And, and uh, to make sure that it's done properly and correctly, there's a whole army of regulators and overseers and supervisors and auditors and they're checking things like are the oranges being grown properly are the right pesticides or fertilizers being used are they being transported correctly are they being cut correctly are proper safety procedures being followed are the, is the orange juice being compromised in some way by having some illegal additives or being watered down so you have this entire regulatory process and what that does is it slows everything down and it costs a lot of money and time and leads to lots and lots of paperwork. Now, I'm not saying it shouldn't be there. I'm just saying this is what it takes because the process of making oranges is centralized, has been centralized. But how could we reduce the amount of paperwork, reduce the time and reduce the cost of it? Well, if we made it locally, and if it was transparent, 
if you could see what was going on. If you, as the consumer, could actively participate or be a witness to the process. Now, that isn't necessarily going to work for a physical product like oranges and orange juice. But could it work for financial products? Well, let's have a look. What does it take to buy a particular financial product? This is what dealing in the capital markets looks like. If you want to buy any financial instrument, futures, options, uh, certificate of ownership of commodities, bonds, equities, if you want to um, make purchases in the FX market, this is what it looks like. So you start on the top left and you take your money and you put it into a money factory, not an orange factory, a money factory, i.e. a bank or some other financial broker, some other third party. You give the third party your money, your fiat, and then, <clears throat> and then what they do is they go away and they go and buy you your um, particular financial product, whether it's commodities or equities or bonds. But how do you know that you're not going to get ripped off or scammed in the process? Well, there's an army of regulators and auditors checking up on everything. There's internal reporting and external reporting. And if I think of what it was like for me as a, as a social worker, the amount of regulation and oversight, every single interaction that I had, with a, with a family member or a child or a school teacher or a doctor had to get recorded and noted anything that I thought might be of any concern I had to report to my manager who reported to her manager and if, if there was more involved like if it was a court case there was even more oversight. Now what we're dealing with here in the capital markets is uh, trillions and trillions of dollars. So there's a lot of oversight required because there's a lot at risk. The uh, agents, the brokers, the hedge funds, the banks, they have to protect themselves against being sued. They've got to do know your customer procedures. They've got to make sure the money's not being laundered or they've got to make sure that they look like they're making sure the money's not being laundered. So there's lots of internal auditing and external auditing and all of this adds to the time it takes, the paperwork that gets created, and the regulation, and the oversight, and the costs. Now, I'm not saying, like, the paperwork and all of that, it shouldn't be there. I'm just noticing that it is there. That's how it is. That's what it's like. It takes time, costs money, and involves lots and lots of people. Now, what if it was done this way? This is what the Veritasium um, platform allows for. Two parties come together. You do away with the middleman, with the, with, the, with the broker or the agent or the hedge fund in the middle. You do away with them. The two parties, the buyer and the seller, come together and they create their own agreement. And it's, that agreement is written into the smart contract on the Verit on Veritasium platform. And then these coins here, which are actually gold sovereigns, are the tokens that are used to run the platform. And because it's done on the blockchain, 
it's decentralized and distributed. So it's not in one place. There's a permanent accessible record. It's much, much faster with much lower commission fees because you don't need all the regulatory oversight. And it's immutable. You can't change the agreement without both parties' consent. If I say, if I say to you, sell me $1 million worth of um, options on oils on oil in three months and you say yes we write it into the smart contract it's done you can't change it without my consent the trend as long as the con the transaction will proceed and if all providing all agreed conditions are met and if all agreed conditions aren't met then the transaction doesn't proceed it's stopped and because it's on the blockchain, it can all be seen. And it's decentralized, it's transparent. This is what Veritasium does. Now, there's going to be, uh, this is, remember, this is all speculation on my part. There's going to be, uh, what am I going to say? It may not be fully transparent for everybody the way that Bitcoin is, the way that you could look into my Bitcoin wallet if you knew the public address, I could look into your Bitcoin wallet, but it'll be transparent for the parties involved. You know, if I want to go and buy some bonds, I go um, to a broker. I don't know what the broker's doing. I don't know what the bro what conversations the broker is having with whoever's selling those bonds. I don't know what deals are going on behind the scenes, but with the Veritasium platform, all of that is apparent because there is no third party. There is no counterparty risk. I'm not depositing any of my funds with some third party who's some middleman, some other agent, some go-between who's going to cream some off for him or herself. It's buyer and seller dealing directly. And, it's, and the process is transparent to the buyer and the seller. Now that cuts down the paperwork, cuts down the, the time costs, and cuts down the commission fees drastically. It also reduces the, the scope of corruption because you could consider corruption as an added cost in terms of time and money because you have to pay people off. It takes longer to make things happen. So, he, so consider this. You are playing, you're an agent, you're an actor in the financial markets. You want to buy a million pounds worth of US dollars or a million pounds worth of euros. Would you go to the Somali stock exchange or the Venezuelan stock exchange or the Cuban stock exchange? Or would you want to go to one that's less corrupt, where there's more transparency, where you can see what's going on, where the costs are reduced, like the Danish Stock Exchange, or even the Jamaican Stock Exchange, because of the Veritasium platform? Okay, this is from money.visualcapitalist.com. I will link to this in the description below. These are 16 exchanges, each with a total market capitalization of over a trillion dollars. That's how much money is moving through them, a trillion dollars. Well, that's how much they're worth. Now, notice that Jamaica 
doesn't even register. The largest is New York Stock Exchange. And then you've got the NASDAQ. And the others, you've got Euronext, London, Japan, Shanghai. Now, they, they, they all have greater costs because they all have a greater degree of regulation. They may also have a greater degree of corruption behind the scenes that you don't necessarily get to see because it's not the process isn't fully transparent. They're, they're, they are agents, third parties involved. You know, if you, the broker that you go to may have a separate private uh, arrangement with whoever's um, selling the financial product that you want so that the broker ends up doesn't isn't getting you the best price not for you they're getting the best best price for themselves now given that the potential time fiscal and regulatory savings that the veritasium platform offers what i think could happen is that all is that some of the money from these exchanges will start moving in to the Caribbean exchange, into Jamaica. And why not? If, as, as, as people get to see, as the markets get to see, the advantages that the Veritasium platform offers in terms of integrity and speed of transaction and ease of transaction and the, the low cost of transaction, why wouldn't they go there? Why wouldn't they gravitate towards a less corrupt, faster, cheaper, more secure exchange? Wouldn't you? So then as, as money begins to move into the Jamaican stock exchange, what are the other stock exchanges going to do? Well, I think they're going to want some of that for themselves. They're going to want to use the Veritasium platform in order to boost their own business and so they don't lose out to the Jamaican Stock Exchange. And what's going to happen to the price of the Veritasium tokens? I think it's going to go much, much higher. Now, remember, who's doing the speculating here is a qualified social worker. I've just, I'm just great at doing research and thinking about stuff and then talking about the stuff that I've researched. So please do your own due diligence. But this is, what I, this is why I think Veritasium and the Veritas token is um, such a valuable and lucrative investment. And this is why I will continue to buy some more. Thank you to my subscribers and posters. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just want to remind you, hit the like button if you found this useful. It helps people find the video. And uh, affiliate links in the description below. Coinbase, BitConnect, Coin Tracking, Genesis Mining. Please donate to Run to Rescue. Send them Bitcoin in the description below. Please, please, please post, comment, ask questions, answer questions. Keep filling your pockets with crypto profits. And now, 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 now. Go get yourself some orange juice. This is Crypto Rich signing out. Bye-bye.